This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I am Jennifer Avalon, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that cannot obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode is about building community. It's a year when COVID-19 has everyone hiding at home. Business owners are still trying to recover from the spring's forced shutdown. And many of those that were able to stay open or who are still under restrictions are wondering where their customers went. Is there anything a business owner can do when people have shifted to working from home or schooling their children at home and hardly seeing their neighbors? How can you possibly promote community when the community has gone missing? Well, I have a client who had the answer figured out long before the pandemic. I'm Mike Servolino, and I'm with Bell Academy of Cosmetology here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And we are a cosmetology school, and we teach five state of Connecticut licensing programs. Well, we call it building a community trust bank. You want to build with your community. So just this year during COVID, we've been super active. As we went to distance learning in March 14th, the governor shut us down, we went into COVID mode. So the school got approved to do distance learning for all of our programs. However, I got involved with Bob Stefanoski, uh, mass for Connecticut, and I started delivering mass to the front lines on the Easter weekend. He was getting masks for, delivered in from China. We were picking them up at the uh, LaGuardia Airport, in, at Kennedy Airport, and we were running them here to the Waterbury. And every nursing home in Connecticut got masks from Bob and Amy Stefanoski and the Jewish Federation. So we started feeding the front lines over Easter weekend. Every nursing home, every hospital, every police department, fire department, and ambulance department got masks from Bob in the state of Connecticut. Then we said, Bob, a week later, we got to feed the people. So now we started masks for Connecticut and we took 50,000 per area. And we did Hartford, Waterbury, New Haven. We did Yale, New Milford, Danbury, Putnam, we went to as many 18 towns as we could, and we handed out 50,000 masks in a drive-through event. But we had to mass package them here at Bell. So as we were doing distance learning, we were bringing people into Bell, and we were packaging masks for the state of Connecticut. I gotta believe in my heart, sending out two million masks to the 3.3 million people of Connecticut put Connecticut in the state where we are today. We have the lowest numbers in the United States. We started using masks in April and May. April 20th is when we first started handing them out. We were doing it three times a week, 50,000 masks at a clip. And probably you came to one of our events and you got on Channel 3. We sold the event. We sold it to Channel 3, WPLR, Chaz and AJ. We sold the sponsorships. I bought into it with Bell. We used my facility. We cleared everything out in the, in the lobby. And what we did was, is we built a manufacturing facility. And at one point we had almost over a million masks sitting in my building. So that was one of the charity events that got my logo, Bell Academy, out on the TV, on the radio stations, on all of the billboards that they put up for, for Mass for Connecticut. And it got it on social media. We're huge on social media with this. You know, if you just type in Mass for Connecticut or Mass for CT, and now the new one was Mass for Schools, 
Bell Academy is a tied into every every one of those, and our logo comes up. The latest one we just did was we got washable cloth masks, and we gave out 5,000 per location in the month of August for back to school. We had another half million masks made that were about 70 cents a piece, but every school kid that we can hit got two masks. And as you drove through and any teachers came through, bus drivers, we gave them all masks that were washable for the kids and their kids' masks because their problem was the large ones were more of adult masks. Now we're focusing on the kids going back to school and they all have masks now. The next thing we just did is food. We did it on Monday at Crosby High School. We gave out 15,000 pounds of food. We're getting, we hooked up with all of the farmers and the tractor trailer truck comes and we start delivering boxes of food. You just drive through, we'll take the first 5,000 people and we'll put a 25 pound box of uh, vegetables, fresh vegetables in the back of your car. Pop the trunk, pop the rear window and we'll place it right in the back of your car. We've been doing those events, Farmers Feeding Connecticut, through Bob Stefanowski and Amy Stefanowski and the Jewish Federation. We can't thank them enough because we sell the event. We sell it to Channel 3, we sell it to PLR, and these sponsors pay money to be a part of this, to have us come. And then when we come to a town, we actually sell the event to the town and we have all the elected officials buy in. And, you know, when we sell the event, then we can come and bring food, mass, and what people need for this pandemic. And Bell Academy is right front and center with all of that. You got to get your logo out there. This is the number one thing. I wear a logo every day. And, you know, and on TV, we're always in front of TV with this. So it's good to get out there. Anybody ever see the movie The Wolf of Wall Street? I worked that. I worked for Jordan Belford. I was there for two years. I was part of that trading room. I, I sold Steve Madden shoes. I sold uh, mailboxes, etc. We were selling the paint sheets. And then when the market crashed on Black Friday in 1987, I got out. So when I came out, I went to work for McDonald's, the number one corporation in the world. And I worked my way up from a training manager to a supervisor. I took a lateral promotion into marketing and advertising, and I worked my way up to customer service rep, the VP of marketing, and I was doing TV and radio commercials. I wrote a lot of the radio commercials for, for McDonald's, and I controlled 650 stores in the New York ADI, and I controlled 375 in the uh, Hartford ADI. We had a lot of restaurants, and it still is growing today. I stayed there about 15 years doing marketing, and McDonald's taught me to build a community trust bank and to do marketing, and not all about Ronald McDonald and the Happy Meal, but building order by numbers and building customer loyalty. You know, there's only three ways to build customers in this world, and I teach that in my schools. One is new customers. It's great to get new customers. You got to advertise to get them. Two trade them up when they come in you know we get an extra service out of them and three keep them coming back get them to come back one more visit a month that's the simplest way that i can explain how to build sales and i teach that to all of my students in all of the classes and i teach every day i teach at nighttime i work 14 hour days tuesday wednesday thursday friday i get out at six o'clock and seven and saturday i get out at uh, five o'clock i do my 70 hours a week but you got to put the time in if you put the time in, you will reap the rewards. It's amazing what we do. I constantly reinvent myself. When my son was born, I, I got laid off from McDonald's. Then I went on to a construction company and I built 13 schools. This was number 13 that I built. I built them for Brio Marinello and I did some work at the Paul Mitchells down in Danbury. And then I said, you know, I gotta build my own. So I built my own here in Waterbury 11 years ago. 
So uh, it worked out really well. I'm very happy to be here. I'm a very good success. Uh, I mean, we are in the middle of COVID, the worst thing that's ever happened to the planet, and we're thriving. Networking. First and foremost, number one, I encourage everyone to get involved. You meet a lot of like-minded people. And they like to do things. They get a lot of volunteering done. There's also other organizations you can get involved with, like Now Inc. and PAL, Watery PAL, the Police Athletic League, and a lot of community things. I'm a member of the NAACP here in Waterbury, and I get involved with the youth group there. So when we need people, we just call up the youth group, and they come down, and they help out. Networking, go to as many city networking meetings as you can. Attend your chamber of comrades, and just Start gathering business cards and say, hey, you know what? I don't have any money, but you know what? Maybe, just maybe, we can put together an event that doesn't cost a lot of cash and help each other. You know, what can you bring to the table? What can you bring to the table? And you'll be surprised how much people will bring. They can bring labor and they can bring volunteerism, but they can't bring cash. But they can bring donate product. Donations are huge. That's what we all run on. That's what makes this this thing work. I hooked up with a local artist. She's going to come and put up pictures here and do an art auction and do a full day of that and meet the local artist. And she's only 17 years old. And you know what? When you surround yourself with people, creative people, and it just brings a lot of people in. Coats for kids. You know, one of the things that children need in the wintertime are coats. So I contacted as many coat manufacturers like Burlington Coat Factory, and we got about 250 coats donated and i said come to bell academy on this saturday and get a free coat um bring in toys for tots we could get over 150 toys we donated them to the u.s marines we gave away i think about when we were done over 450 jackets for men women and kids because we had an awful lot of men's coats that year um you just have to network and use your head. There's lots of groups out there that are looking to do things. They just got to be asked. Just join your town, your local committee, whatever you have in town and get involved. Board of Aldermen, Park and Rec. A lot of those jobs are volunteering and those are the people that care about their community. But you get to understand the people in the community and who runs the city. You know, we have two newspapers in the city of Waterbury. We have the Waterbury Republican American, and then we have the Waterbury Observer. So John is the editor for the Observer. I just give him a call and we send him a press release. Okay, if they can make it, they can make it. Same thing with the Waterbury Republican American. The Pape family owns it and they're great people. If they can't come and cover it, write your own press release and take a couple pictures and submit it to them electronically. And then they'll finally publish it in their community pages. LaSalle Blanks, Channel 8, talk to the guy every day. He knows I'm in the Veterans Committee and when he needs people. Gil Simmons came into uh, the park last week and we brought 25 people down there at six o'clock in the morning. So LaSalle Blanks is very good. You know, Scott Haney from Channel 3. Uh, I have his cell phone number and I have his email. Whenever we need something to advertise, we put it on Channel 3. We can get it on, you know, on Fox and we can get it on NBC. We have great relationships with all the reporters. Once you meet one, get their cell phone, get their email, store it in your media. And I have a media button on my email. And I can hit almost 30, you know, all the radio stations, TV stations, and I can hit all the newspapers with one click. I, I've learned that through uh, McDonald's and stuff. But you know what? Unless you do it yourself, 
get someone to do it for you that, that you can trust, it's not going to get done. I end up doing it because I know how to do it so fast and I have all my systems set up for that. And I have great relationships with the newspaper reporters and, and, and the TV anchors and stuff like that. To get started, just call them up and say, hey, I might have this great story. And it's simple to write a press release. It's who, what, why, where, and when. Keep it simple to a one sheet. That's it. And think about if you're reading it, you've got about three to five seconds to communicate your message. If they latch on in that three to five seconds, they're going to come. If it's mishmash, they're not going to come at all. Just hit the facts, the bullet points, and be accurate on your times and locations and how they can contact you. Not by email. Get a working cell phone. And all the reporters have my cell phones, you know. So they make sure that they can contact Because the worst thing is, is the reporter calls and they didn't get a hold of you. Uh-uh. Well, we're always looking for the next best thing. And I constantly take pictures and I constantly collect business cards. I don't know what I could do with that business card today, that guy, but you know what? I'm going to need him some other day, you know? You know, I've been lived in Waterbury for 30 years. One regret I have is the first 20 years, 22 years, I didn't get involved. I, I worked, I kept my head in the sand, and I didn't get involved in my community. Many thanks to Michael Servolino for sharing his approach to building community through charity and good old public relations efforts. You can find out more about Michael's cosmetology school at bellacademy.com. Thanks to Lobo Loco for music. Our theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business as Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. For the seventh year in a row, we're Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates, as small as a few thousand dollars, and larger business loans too, from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available there. It's number 20-3. Michael, this is my first opportunity to work on a podcast for CEDF. How do you think we did? If you put the time in, you will reap the rewards.